If your happy ending is no more joint pain, please try Sierra Sil with a money-back guarantee. It's all-natural joint pain relief that's changed our lives. Sierra, like the mountains, and Sil, like silicon. Go to sierrasil.com. Use the code DRIFT for 10% off. I'm Erin Davis, and welcome to Catch My Drift, made possible by Envy Pillow, my sleeping beauty for over 20 years. The Canadian-designed copper-infused Envy Pillow aligns your spine and neck and prevents those lines that sleeping on our face brings. Learn more in the morning at Envy, E-N-V-Y, pillow.com. John Lennon famously imagined, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Dream and soul coach Patty Allen says John's not the only one. We all dream. But what do dreams mean? And how do we learn to direct these little sleep movies so rife with symbolism and messages or nothing at all? More Dream A to Z's with Patty. Patty, if there's a message that we've gotten not through our dreams, but through you. It's that we should pay attention to our dreams. And I know that an Ontario lottery winner is certainly an example that we want to keep in mind. Yeah, there was this woman who, this was about 10 years ago. She dreamt the numbers. And the next night, she dreamt the same numbers. So she went and got another quick pick with those numbers. Well, maybe it's not a quick pick. <laughs> anyway, she picked those numbers, and she did that twice. She was listening to her dreams. And you know what? She won two-thirds of the prize. There were three winning tickets, and she had two of them. Wow. Maybe if she'd had a third dream. Who knows? I know. <laughs> Patty, does everyone dream? Yes. In fact, all mammals dream. You may have noticed it with your dog at home. When they're sleeping, you'll see their eyes twitching, and it'll be like they're running or chasing someone. Yeah, we all dream. Now, not everyone remembers their dream. You'll, you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, I never dream. And really, correctly, they should be saying, I never remember my dreams. Because anyone who has a healthy functioning brain is dreaming. And so that would uh, exclude people who are addicted or who are taking mind-altering substances like alcohol or drugs or that sort of thing. The dreaming would be different or certainly they would have no memory of it? Yeah, it could be either. First of all, if someone is deeply asleep and, you know, we all know people who are heavy sleepers as opposed to light sleepers. And um, they would possibly not even remember it. They may be having it and not remembering it. And the other case is drugs they're taking, whether illegal or prescription, can alter our sleeping brain and how it works. It changes cycles for sure. Alcohol does that. And so people, and also things like uh, obstructive sleep apnea, People may not get into the REM stage, and that's where most of the dreaming happens. While we're talking about what we take in, what about food? Because, you know, some people will say, oh, I had a nightmare because, you know, I ate something spicy before bed. Do things that we eat, Patty, affect our dreams? Or is it a matter of your body's working overtime and it's waking you up in the middle of dreams? And so you are more apt to remember them. What do you think? Well, that's certainly true. Um, 
There's one technique some people have tried where you drink half a cup of water before you go to bed, leave the other half there in the morning. And the thought is that, A, it's going to wake you up in the middle of the night because your bladder is going to be full and you'll remember the dream. The other idea Mm -hmm. is that when you get up, you drink the second half of that water and the act of doing something that you had done right before dreaming would bring the dream back to you. That hasn't worked for me, but some people swear by it. But the fact is, when we're awakened, whether it's by a full bladder or noise in the house, you know, parents have children that will cry during the night or animals that will walk on their head and things like that. So it being interrupted right as you dream or right after you dream, you have a greater chance of remembering it. That question, though, of food and whether it has anything to do with the dreams we're dreaming is an interesting one, and it's definitely a theory from the ancient world where it was thought that when you ate and what you ate could influence your dreams. Um, I don't have any proof of it, um, but I know for sure that what we're eating and when we're eating can change our sleep cycles um, just in terms of how well we sleep, how deeply we sleep. Um, If we're going to sleep very late at night after a lot of drinking, you're not going to have a lot of REM time. So there is a a connection between them, just no direct and obvious and all the time it happens this way kind of research. What about what you digest with your mind? Like, does what you read or watch, and uh, of course, in the case of drift, what you listen to, Mm -hmm. um, does all of that affect your dreams? It does. Um, During the pandemic, I was doing a certain amount of binging on uh, British mysteries, and it worked its way into my dreams. Here's the thing, though. When we dream about something we just saw on TV or a movie or discussions we've had, you have to connect that with all the other things you've talked about or seen during the day. So we could easily be be looking at, you know, a million sound bites and visuals that we glance at during our day. Mm-hmm. So we still treat it as interesting and appropriate to Um, try and figure out because why did I see this and not that? Why did I dream about, you know, a mystery, a a murder mystery, um, but not about the lunch I ate, you know? So we still look at it. If you wake up and you're in the middle of just the best dream, is it possible to go back to bed and pick up that dream or even resume it the following night. Is that even a thing? It is possible. I've heard of people who can do that, and I've experienced it once or twice myself. But um, the best way to go back into it is if when you awaken, you start moving, that shifts the dream, which is in one part of your brain, to your gross motor movements, which are governed by another part of your brain. So if you're having a great dream and you start to feel yourself waking up, don't move. Just ask yourself, where was I? And I want to go back and, you know, soft talk to yourself and see if you can get back into it. Not everyone can do it, though, much to a lot of dreamers' chagrin. What about people who wake up during their dreams because they have this moment where they go, well, this isn't good. 
What is that called? You're talking about lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is when you are aware in the dream that this is a dream. And some people learn how to then stay in that state and manipulate their dream. Um, Kids are actually naturals at this. So if there's a kid who's having a nightmare, let's say he's being chased by a lion, you can suggest to the child that he goes back into the dream or the next time he has that dream, um, he turn and face the lion and say, why are you chasing me? And kids are just so good at these things. Uh, One kid reported the lion said to him, well, I just wanted to play, you know, so it shifts. It gives them the ability to take charge of their inner world and their inner life. Adults have a little more trouble learning it, but there's even a device that's sold. I'm sure it must be easily gotten online these days. It's a sleep mask that can detect when you're in the REM stage of sleep because your eyes are moving back and forth under your lids. And when that happens, it turns a red light on that you can see in a subtle way uh, behind your lids. And that's an easy signal to get you back into dream, uh, the dream and realize that you are still dreaming. And then you can begin to interact or manipulate your environment and see what's happening. So much of what you do, Patty, is to guide us in using dreams to help us in our waking lives. So tell me, how do we go about doing that? There, I have two favorite ways. The, the first way is to just talk about dreams. Find people who will not make fun of your dreams. And dreams can be wacky and bizarre. Um, you want someone who will listen in a respectful way. And that can happen in some families around the breakfast table. Everyone gets up in the morning, you're getting your kids off to school, and, you know, you just say, I had the most interesting dream, and don't leave it there. Then ask everyone else, what did you dream about? Do you remember your dreams? Before you know it, there's a a morning breakfast table kind of practice that develops out of that. But not everyone has someone at their breakfast table. So finding a friend who can be very respectful and is as curious as you are to share dreams with or even starting a dream group. You can do that? Yeah, it's not hard to do. Um, Mostly I run the dream group and I facilitate and I keep people on point. You know, there's a certain protocol that goes with dream groups of respect and how we word things and when we share and what we share and so on. Um, But I can easily teach someone how to do that. And a bunch of friends who are all curious can get together and start a dream group. And in order to remember your dreams, you just jot it down or or record a little message on your phone or whatever. It doesn't have to be a big exercise, right? Right. Some people like to just record it on their phone. It doesn't always work out that. There was one woman in my dream group who did that for a while, and then she went to transcribe it, and it was all mumbled, and she couldn't understand a word. But most people um, are happy to write it down or to put it in their iPad. Um, It doesn't have to be handwritten. You just begin. You just write whatever you remember. Now, first times, you know, we like to think of a dream with a beginning, a middle, and an end, but very often it's just a little fragment. So write down what you remember. And it may not just be a storyline. It may be uh, any of your senses. Very few people remember scent in a dream. 
But if that's what you remember, write it down. Uh, You may just remember how the dream made you feel. Uh, You write that down. And like any other muscle, with practice, you get good at it. And you remember more. And when you go to sleep at night, put a journal and a pen or a pencil next to your bed. And uh, you just go to sleep. You know your stuff is there when you need it. The pad is there. Um, I like to use a pen light. Uh, You can get them in medical supply stores. You can get them online anywhere. And you go to sleep telling yourself, I will remember my dream. I will remember my dream. And with practice, it may not be the first time, but you'll get it. You'll start remembering. We'll continue our chat with dream and soul coach Patty Allen. And in part three, connecting with our loved ones and interpreting even the most bizarre dreams. You don't go and buy a dream dictionary. You don't look online, with the one exception, if you're really, really stuck. More Pillow Talk next time on Catch My Drift. And to connect with her and yourself, go to pattyallen.com, P-A-T-T-I-A-L-L-E-N.com. In the meantime, join me tonight, won't you, for Sleep Stories on Drift. Sweet dreams. I'm Erin Davis.